Bibles be turning to the book of uh, Job, the book of Job. And uh, Dr. Larry Brown over in South Carolina said that he had saved for six months before he figured out God wasn't writing about a job. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Job. The book of Job, turn over into chapter number 14 in the book of Job. And um, I, I pray and ask that you give me undivided attention tonight. Come on. Come on. And uh, give me your focus. Uh, you want to talk about being unprepared, but my notes, I don't tote a lot of notes. You know, I mean, I use a little notepad, about a four by six note, but uh, my notes is in my study Bible. Beside my bed. Amen. Amen. So we're preaching without notes tonight. We're preaching straight off memory. Come on. So uh, God, God sent a word, and uh, obviously I didn't need them things, or they'd have been here. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Uh, listen, the Bible said that today is the day of salvation. Come on. Amen. That's right. That's right. Did you know that you can only get saved on one day at one time? Amen. You can only get saved when the Lord beckons you to come. come That's the only time. You can only get saved today. Did you know you can't get saved yesterday because it's already gone? And you can't get saved tomorrow because it may never come. Come on. But you can only get saved on one day, two days. I want you to keep that in your mind. Keep that in your mind. Only get saved on one day, two days. Book of Job, chapter number 14. Job speaks out. Job has been through a great trials and great tribulations throughout the book of Job, as we know. He's pretty much lost everything that he had. He's lost everything that he had, just about monetarily wise speaking. He's lost it all. His wife said, you just want you just curse God and die, Job. Job said, I won't do it. I will not do it. And Job, some things transpire along and he gets some friends to come over and try, some friends travel over and they're going to give him some advice. And man, these friends, they just give Job some flat out crummy advice. Amen. I mean, it Amen. just ain't worth the toot. And so we get all the way down here to chapter number 14. And Job uh, professes his confidence in God. And in chapter number 14, Job says some things that, uh, that, uh, that is very revolutionary uh, to us. Job says uh, in chapter number 14 in verse number 1, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Amen. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. And dost thou open thine eyes upon such a one and bringest me into judgment with thee? Job's talking to God. Come on. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Job's talking about man to God. He says, seeing his days, speaking about man, are numbered. Amen. I mean, his days are determined. The number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds. Notice these last four words that he cannot pass. Come on, amen. Turn from him that he may rest till he shall accomplish as a hireling his day, for there is hope of a tree. 
If it be cut down, he's talking about Jesus right here. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through the sin of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. I want you to pay very close attention to verse number 10. Come on. Because this is really where we're drawing our thought from. Job makes a, a statement. Job makes a big statement. He makes a big point that you need to really zone in on right here in verse number 10. I mean, I'm, I don't want to overemphasize or drive you crazy, but I found out that when it comes to dealing with your eternity, it can't be overemphasized. So notice verse 10. But man dieth and wasteth away. Yea, man giveth up the ghost and notice the last four words. And where is he? God, I pray tonight that you'd come and your spirit would indwell with us in the house of God tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd decrease me, increase you. Hide me behind your cross, Lord. Give me the words that I stand in need of. Lord, that, uh, that uh, I pray tonight that the convicting power of the Holy Ghost of God yes, would just Lord. fall down upon the place. Uh, that it would yeah. dwell in here, Lord. Uh, and be so thick it'd be like a cloud. Yes. Uh, God, uh, uh, I pray that, uh, that, that you would be glorified and that you'd be honored by everything that is done here tonight, Lord. Uh, Lord, I pray most of all if there be one here tonight that I'm sure of their eternal destiny. Never been saved, never been pardoned, and living in the free pardon of sin. Never had the chains loosed and been set free. Never repented of their sins and turned their life over to you. That tonight would be the night that they had turned their life over to you. Lord, we just thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. And we'll praise your name. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Job is making some big statements here. I remember back when I was a child, me and a good friend of mine, and I didn't know that Brother Buck knew my granddad, but uh, but now that I know that he does, he will be familiar with the area I'm talking about. We, My granddad had a golf cart, and man, we'd get that golf cart, and we'd ride it like it was an off-road vehicle, you know. I mean, there wasn't nowhere we couldn't go in that little golf cart. And so I can't believe that it, that it lasted as long as it did before it finally gave up the ghost. But that old golf cart, man, we could do anything that we wanted to do in that golf cart or so we thought. And so one day my granddad comes in and uh, me and my buddies out there at his house because that's where I lived out in the summer, you know. I mean, I don't know, who wants to be with mom and dad when you've been grandma's house and grandpa's house and you make all the rules yourself. Amen. Amen. And so we're down at grandma and grandpa's house and man, we've been having a big time in that golf cart. And we decided that when it was uh, when it would start to after a couple of showers that we could go out through the yard, go down the hill, turn the wheel hard as we could, stop the brakes, and we could we could go around completely around more than one time going down that hill. I mean that was just the biggest thing, you know. We was just having the grandest time. 
I'm talking about we'd take off in that. And man, the faster we can get going, the men, more times we can spin that golf cart around until the grass got a little bit dry and then start catching it. Afraid he's going to turn it over, you know? And so you'd quit doing it. And man, uh, it went on. We can do that two or three different times. We've done that Monday. Uh, finally, Grandpa come in uh, while we was doing it. And boy, howdy, uh, did things come to a real fast stop. I'm talking about friend. Uh, it came uh, to a reckoning right then and right there. Judgment day had arrived. We'd had fun too long. We tore up too much of his yard. And when he found out what was going on, a stop was put to it. I'm going to tell you, there was a point and a time and a place where all the fun and games came to an abrupt halt. And that's what happened when he showed up. I want to tell you, we didn't take that golf cart and we didn't so much as even cross our minds or consider going around that hill and spinning in circles and tearing his yard up not one more time for the rest of our lives. Now the more I think about it, the more I want to go and get the one he's got now and go down there tomorrow and just tear the grass all to pieces. I'm talking about it just be the biggest thing. But when they pass by and see a 30 year old man spinning around in a golf cart in a yard, I'm in the laughing stock of the county. Uh, but listen, uh, but listen, we went down through there and, and done that and when he showed up, things got serious and they got serious quick. I want to say, friend, that there's coming a day when all the fun and games that you and I have been able to play is going to come to a day of reckoning. Job said, Yea, man dieth, he giveth up the ghost, and where is he? There's coming a day and a time and an hour where you and I, each and every one, will stand before the holy God of heaven above and we'll have to give an account and be judged upon what we've done on this earth. And we'll have to also be judged upon whether we accepted His Son Jesus' free gift of salvation or whether we spurned it. There, there, there's three things that I want to say tonight. The first thing I want to say uh, is that I'm preaching on this subject. Uh, I'm preaching uh, on this subject. He cannot pass. Did you know there's an expiration? There's a termination? There's a stopping day coming? Amen. It's going to show up. Uh, you know, just like any kind of uh, uh, insurance policy that you might have has an expiration date. Come on. Uh, and, and once that expiration date reaches, uh, there is no more coverage. Uh, there is no more coverage. I've had, I've had people call me and say, I had this happen or I had that happen, and I have to say, I'm sorry, but you didn't pay your premiums, and because of that, you have no coverage. And, 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 and that problem you have cannot be taken care of. What, what I'm going to say to you is there's going to come a day when the, when, when the premiums owed on your sins have already been paid on the cross. They've all already been taken care of right. and all you've got to do is accept and get them applied. But if you don't, there's coming a day where the God of all heaven is going to look at the book and He's going to say, I'm sorry but you was never covered. Come on. But you was never covered. In chapter number 14, Job in verse number 1, he makes a statement. He says that man 
that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. I want to look at where we started at. You remember? Let's 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 re, let's let's go and rewind. You know, we have one of them fancy rewind things when I was a kid. I mean, you know, every time you put a VHS tape in, it's all you put it in. You want to watch it, and the credits start rolling. And you think this is going to take five minutes? Hit the rewind. No, hit stop rewind. It goes faster. <laughs> but we have one of them fancy things. You know, you took it out, you walked over to the side, stuck it in, hit the thing, and it was all the way back to the beginning. Then you had to put it in, then you had to fast forward back to the credit, uh, the, the, the advertisements to get to the movie. Come on. And so, anyways, all the kids these days know nothing about that. Amen. But I mean, now you you know. Kids don't even know about a DVD, man. You know, we just hit YouTube or TV or Roku or Netflix and, and we just watch whatever we want to watch, whenever we want to watch, however we want to watch it. They ain't got to put it in a rewinder. Come on. But let's rewind. Let's put it in a rewinder. And you just imagine, you know what I'm talking about. And the tape didn't tear up. We get all the way back to the beginning. And so we go all the way back to the beginning and God has breathed life into Adam in the garden and he's taken Adam's rib and he's given him Eve and they're there together. And then they go over there and then and, and they are they are deceived by the serpent. They partake of the tree of fruit and the knowledge of good and evil. And they eat of that tree. And Eve eats of that tree. And, and she gives to Adam. And Adam eats of that tree. And right then and there in the garden, mankind falls. And the curse That's of right. sin is placed upon Amen. humanity for all time. Come on. Right. And Amen. you and I today, uh, some 6,000 years later, are still direct descendants and the curse of sin, it continues to flow through the blood and the veins of you and I. As soon as we're born, Job said, man born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Now that covers everybody. If you're a person in the building not born of a woman, please stand up. I want to tell you, friend, I don't care what the new age, new generation, new thinking, left-wing liberals come up with, friend. If you are alive on this earth, you are a man born a woman. That is just the facts. And I don't care what they say or try to tell you. And You are born how you're born. And how you're born is you are born into sin. The Bible said over in the the book of Psalms, chapter 57 and verse number 7, I believe, David said, Behold, in iniquity was I conceived in my mother's womb. David said, I was a sinner from the time that I could see. I was bound to be a sinner. You and I are born sinners. Nobody has had to ever teach you how to lie. Never. Nobody. Nobody's ever had to teach you how to steal. Nobody's ever had to... I'm talking about just taking somebody else's pencil at school. I'm talking about nobody's ever had to teach you and I how to deceive. Nobody's ever had to teach you and I how to hate. Nobody's ever had to teach you and I how to be spiteful. Nobody's ever had to teach us how to be envious. Nobody's ever had to teach us how to be greedy. Nobody's ever had to teach us any of these things. They just come natural. And friend, it is it is that way because you and I was conceived in iniquity. We was born in iniquity. And man born of woman's days are few and full of trouble. You and I was destined for hell from the day we was born. Amen. That's right. And without intervention, that's where each and every one of us would be. If Jesus Christ not came, uh, then our fate's in vain and we're all going to hell and we have 
be is here tonight. Come on. Amen. But thank God he did come. Amen. But 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 Job, Job said, "Man, born a woman is a few days and full of trouble." Job makes that great statement in in chapter fourteen. There, Job says, "Listen," he said, "Your your life's not going to last long, and your life's going to be full of problems, and, and that is because you and I are sinners." Amen. Amen. Man, Job. I mean. Is it not amazing the, the story of Job? He's just lost all that he's got. I mean, he has he has lost all that he's got. He was a, he was the, probably the richest man on earth at the time that he lost everything that he had. And Job loses everything that he had. And Job's talking to God here, and he makes that statement. And you and I are blanket. We are blanketly covered under that statement that he made. It applies to us all. It applies to us all. And so that is where we started. That is where we started. But, but not only did we start in sin, but we continued in sin as we grew. Amen. You know, you and I, we, as, as we grow, you know, uh, we, we, we are continuing in sin uh, without the intervention of uh, Jesus Christ. Without Amen. accepting Him in the free pardon of sin, we will continue to live in sin. It actually takes an action, uh, a willingness on your behalf to accept His free gift before you can be saved. Amen. Did, did you know that your mama can't get saved for you? Right. Your daddy can't get saved for right. you. Right. You can you you can wear the t-shirt. You, you can be on the drama team. You can sing in the choir. Uh, you, you, you can be baptized in the water. There's never been enough water filled up baptistries for all time to put out the flames of hell. You, you, you can be a member of uh, Goshen Valley Baptist Church or the church of your choice. I'm telling you, friend, you can do anything that you want to do but without an outside force acting upon your life you will be forever destined for a devil's hell bound to the up in chains of, of sin that you was born with Amen. so the question is today where you at where you at I, I know where we started I know where we started the Bible's clear about where we started and everybody started at the same point. Come on. Man, nobody right. was born no better than nobody else. Amen. But it's all just the same in God's eyes. Amen. But 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 where are you at today? Come on. This is one of the questions. Where are you at today? You, you know, you're you're either in two one of two camps. One of two camps. And it's not Alabama and it's not all. You know that that that's that's not what I'm talking about. You know that, that that that's not where I'm going. Bless God, roll tight. But that's not where I'm going. And 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 you're in one of two places. You're either a saved, blood-bought, redeemed uh, believer of Jesus Christ who has actually had the blood applied to your life and your sins washed away in your mouth of heaven. You're on that side. Or are you on that other side that, that you are living and dwelling in the sins that you was born in and you have never uh, met the Savior? You have never had the saving of the knowledge of Christ placed upon your life. You've never been redeemed. You've never repented of your sins, given your heart to Jesus Christ and let Jesus wash away your sins, wash away your past, cast it all away and save you. Come on. That, that there's one of two places that you can be in. And now for the ones that's born again, thank be to God that we are 
saved. You know, you say, I, I don't know about all this getting excited business. Well, I do. So I'll just interrupt and burst your little bubble for a minute. Thank be to God that one day Jesus Christ showed me as an 11-year-old boy in Bible school that I was going to bust hell wide open if something didn't happen in my life. And I came to Him and prayed a simple prayer, Lord, please save me. Because that's all I knew to pray. With big old tears well up in my eyes, Lord, please save me. Because I'm going to hell if you don't. You know, I didn't get saved so that things would go better. I didn't get saved so things would work out better in my life. I didn't get saved because I thought that it would get me a better uh, position in my career in the future. I didn't get saved because I thought that it would just be a cool thing to do. I didn't get saved because mama and daddy, uh, because I thought that it would make them happy. I didn't get saved because grandpa was the preacher. I didn't get saved because my grandma is the finest woman that ever walked. I didn't get saved for any of them reasons. But I got saved because God revealed to me, son, if you don't come to me in repentance, there is a reckoning day coming and something a whole lot worse than Popo showing up with the bell because you tore a shower that's going to happen and you are going to die and you're going to spend eternity in hell. He said, but I sent my son because I loved you so much. And I let him hang on a cross of Calvary, beaten and despised and rejected, bloodied and bruised on the cross, a crown of thorns placed upon his head. I didn't have to send him, but I did. And I sent him, and that very night I thought one thing. I thought, hey, Lord, and the only reason he sent him is for me. I said, sorry, I said, love, I said, no good. Something's got to give. I can't live like this. I'm talking about as an 11-year-old boy on the front bench of East Heaven Baptist Church. I experienced the repentance and the redeeming power of Jesus Christ that lifted the sins off of my life. And I want to say thank be to God that I may have started a sinner, but today where I'm at is I'm bound for glory. It hadn't made me a perfect person. It hadn't made me an unmistaken person. But thank be to God the day when the trumps shall sound, I'm going to rise up off this ground. And thank be to God when I stand before Him and He judges me and He looks at me, He's going to say, I found your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I don't see no sin upon you. All I see is my Son. And thank be to God you accepted Him in the free pardon of sin. And blessed be to God, I want to say tonight that if you can't get excited about being saved, if it don't put a smile on your face, a pep in your step, a joy in your heart, I want to say tonight, maybe you need to check out. You may have never met someone I met. Because it'll excite you. I mean, it'll, it'll give you a joy. I mean, it'll give you a, a happiness like you never experienced before. Because, friend, if you, don't, if you ever realize just how close you are to hell before you get saved, boy, it'll make you happy. As an 11-year-old boy, I understood and knew the, the, the circumstance that I was living in. Come on. I understood and I knew with the conviction of the Holy Ghost upon my heart that if I were to die, that I'd wind up in the devil's hand. And it's not God's will that any should perish. Amen. God will never send anybody to hell. Come on. But He'll allow you to go there. That's right. He will allow you to go there. 
You say, preacher, what do you got to do to go to hell? Absolutely nothing. Come on. That's right. That's right. Come on now. Don't go to hell. Don't do a thing. Amen. Come on. Just live your life and die. Amen. You don't have to make one conscious decision. Come on. Not one conscious decision has to be made on right. your part. Being a human and being a fallen creation Come on. will lead you straight to hell. That's right. Without Amen. someone from an outside force acting upon your life. Amen. That's what happened. Notice, notice where we started at. We started at lost. We started out lost. Thank God, notice where we're at. Some of us are saved, the blood-bought, born-again believers in Jesus Christ, and that's the reason that we're in the house of God tonight for many of us is because we come here to give Him praise for what He done in our life. Amen. But that's just one side. Amen. There may be somebody that's never experienced that change. Come on. And notice what Job says. Notice what Job says. Job said, but man died and wasted away. He's talking about your fleshly body wasting away. Amen. Your body is going to be gone. They, they, can, they can seal you up in a vault. Uh, uh, you know, I, there was a guy that, that I knew that bought a leak-proof vault. As in, when we dig him up one day, we're going to make sure his clothes ain't wet. Amen. <laughs> He brought up, and he said it was guaranteed to have a seal on it. I said, praise God, I, I want my seal to break one day. Come on. Man die. Waste it away. Yea, man, give it up to the ghost. He's talking about your spirit. Come on. That's right. Did you know that your, your, your body, your fleshly body is going to die, but your spirit will never yeah. die? Amen. Come on. Amen. Never die. Amen. You know, we call it being saved to get to eternal life. Come on. Because you get life with but 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 that's what that's what eternal life is. You get to live. <laughs> but 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 did you know that dying without Jesus that there is an eternity still? Amen. But it's an eternity of experiencing death. Amen. You know, in our human minds, death, death is the worst thing that can happen. You know, that's the worst thing that can happen. Come on. And, and to die and go to hell will be to, on another level, experience death personally for all eternity. Come on. You will eternally exist. Come on. Somewhere. Amen. Amen. Yea, man, die to give it up the ghost. And where is he? Come on. And where is he? The question where we started is easily answered. The question of where we're at. Thank God some of us are saved. There may be somebody though that knows they're at another place. Come on. And, and the last question that I've got is the question that Job asked. Where are you going? Where are you going? There's a day coming. Yep. There is a day coming that either by death or by the Lord Jesus stepping out on the Shekinah cloud of glory Amen. Come on. and sounding His trumpet that this whole world will cease to exist as we know. 
It's going to cease to exist as we know it. It's, it's, going, it's going to go away. And you and I are going to be transported somewhere else. Amen. And, and, the, and the great thing is, is that God gave you and I the gift of free choice. That we get the opportunity to decide whether we want to accept Jesus and live forever Come on. in all in eternity. Amen. Or whether we want to stay just as we are. Just like we are. Just like we was born. I'd hate to meet the Lord the same way I was when I was born. Come on, Come on, still God. dwelling in my sin. <coughs> without something coming into my life and making a difference. Amen. At some point in time. Without something coming into my life making a difference. You say, preacher, all that sounds great. I said, I'll, I'm going to study about it. I'm going to see that I won't get saved. Amen. You won't get saved when you want to. Come on. That's right. You won't get saved when you want to. You get saved when the Spirit beckons you. Amen. To come. That's right. That's when you get saved. Never forget a friend of mine, Brother C.T. Townsend. He's now the pastor over at North Augusta Vic, uh, Victory Baptist Church in North Augusta, South Carolina. <laughs> And he said he was preaching a revival at Golden Creek Baptist Church, I believe it was. And he said every night of that revival, it went on for weeks and weeks. God moved, His presence filled the house, and they extended the revival week after week with people getting saved. Amen. And he said that, that, that every night for weeks, he noticed a man sitting in the back left corner of the building. And he said that man had come and weep and cry and leave. Before it was over, he wound up being able to meet the man. He said, sir, I've noticed you in the house. Notice the conviction of God coming to you. And he said, no, sir. He said, uh, I'm weeping. He said, I'm weeping because I told God years ago I don't want to be saved. Leave me alone. Come on. Boy, and he out. said... The reason I'm weeping is because God done just exactly what I asked Him to. Come on. Amen. And He absolutely left me alone. You say, friend, that man wanted to be saved. He wanted to be saved. Come on. He, he had a want. But if the Spirit's not dealing with your soul come on. and begging you to come That's right. through conviction, and you can't come. Amen. That's right. And what I'm saying tonight <clears throat> is I'd not leave this place come on. if the Holy Ghost of God was convicting me to come to Him Amen. and be saved. I'd not leave this place. There's not enough people in here to force me out. Come on. Before I get saved. Before I get saved. I'd give my heart to Jesus. I, I don't care if you've been baptized three times, joined the church <coughs> twice, and, and your dad's a preacher and your mom's a song director. I don't care. What I'm asking you tonight is, is that man dies and giveth up the ghost. And where is he? Where are you going when you die? Are you 110% certain Amen. that if you died today, you'd spend eternity in heaven? Come on. Amen. Or, or, you, or, or, or is God 
through conviction showing you that you that you're one hundred ten percent certain you would. Amen. Come on. And if that be the case, I'm one hundred ten percent certain. If you'll come to Him through the repentance of sin, that He'll save you and cleanse Amen. you, Amen. and His Spirit's bidding you to come. I want to come ahead and get a verse of song. I know we've been a little bit shorter, longer. I don't know what we've been. I don't pay attention to the clock. Come on. Come on. I want to come ahead and get a verse of song to sing. I want us to stand tonight, everybody, every head bowed, every eye closed. I wonder tonight if there's somebody in the house. If there's somebody in the house tonight that when they begin to sing, or even before, if they just step out, they say, "You know what? I'm coming to Jesus. Come on, I'm coming to get saved." You say, "Preacher, all my friends are here. Who cares? Amen. Amen. Come on, Amen. What they think? That's it. Not a soul. Is there anybody here tonight that step out, that come? Is there anybody here tonight as they begin to sing?" I'm going to ask the pastor to come down front. Not one person here tonight, not one person here tonight is going, is going to judge you. Not one person here tonight is going to think nothing of you except praise the Lord. I'm glad they got saved. Amen. Come on. Turn loose of the bench and come get saved tonight. For it's everlasting too late. If the point in his bounds that he cannot pass. Is there some people of God that would come and would pray that God would save somebody else?
you know you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Please call. Tonight would be the best night. Because the Spirit has moved. The Spirit continues to move. He's drawing you in. Please come. Please come. Don't hang on to nothing. This world will keep you bound down. This world sends you to hell. You gotta let go. You gotta let go. And you gotta say, God, I need you. I need you to save me. Christ is free.